Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I am Jake Sherman. Welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, May 24th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, who's winning the messaging war when it comes to the debt limit? Number two, the vault, a look at the precarious position the economy is in right now. And number three, Foreign Affairs Committee Chair Michael McCall finally got to see the Afghanistan descent cable. Now what? All right, Jake, let's get into it. Of course, we are closing in on the debt limit deadline with very little progress between the White House and House Republicans. Um, But this morning, we have an interesting look just in terms of not only the status of the negotiations, which basically we have seen very little progress on, but actually kind of who's winning the messaging war. Yeah, well, a a few a few different elements to go over this morning. Um, Number one, uh, these negotiations are seesawing in a in a major way between positive and not positive. And um, House Republicans who are talking to the press at every opportunity they have McCarthy, I think, is doing a half a dozen press uh, news conferences every day, informal, formal, etc. cetera. Uh, Patrick McHenry and Garrett Graves, the two Republicans from North Carolina and Louisiana, respectively, are talking to the press. White House is not talking to the press hardly at all. Um, uh, and, you know, and a, a lot of these um, a lot of these things are um, are uh, these kinds of negotiations are. Not not expectation wars, but like you're trying to get the upper hand in the press and sway public opinion to your side. Um, the CNN poll released Tuesday showed that 60 percent of respondents thought Congress should cut spending while incre- increasing the debt limit. That is Republicans lose these battles all the time. <laughs> they are terrible sometimes at these legislative wars. The public sentiment is in their favor at this moment. I mean, who the hell knows if it stays in their favor or if it's actually in their favor. This is just one. This is just one poll. Um, uh, Now, on the substance, um, these negotiations, according to House Republicans, are going to go nowhere unless they the White House agrees to cut spending year over year this year to next year. Um, now house Democrats say, well, screw that. We have a, we, we're going to be asked to provide a hundred votes. What do I, what do we get out of this? And McCarthy's response to that is you get to, you, we're going to raise the debt limit. Now that's kind of BS. I would say Anna, because, um, they have to raise the debt limit. (laughs) That's not an op. That's not a, an option really. Um, but but that just shows kind of how how unflinching Republicans are in these negotiations at this stage, May 24th, eight days before the government will default or could default rather on on uh, its 31 trillion dollar debt or other payments. So what say you? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really interesting, right? I think to your point, you know, the substance of the negotiations, they continue to go back and forth. Uh, Republicans holding extremely firm on their position uh, around what the spending cuts need to be uh, versus where the White House has been trying to insert different issues in um, and has kind of lost at every turn so far um, in terms of the substance, right? I, I think the, the question is, it, it feels like they're far apart, right? We haven't seen that, you know, them kind of come together on a lot of, of, of issues or saying, okay, we've just got one deal point left here. Um, we're still talking about, you know, just even the underlying kind of amount of spending, uh, which is, I, I think, should be concerning to folks. I think on the messaging wars, I think particularly when it comes to the mood 
of Republicans and the mood of Republicans to continue to hold fast to their negotiating position. We've seen, I, I think, you know, some confidence here, right, uh, by McCarthy of understanding how to use the press and to, you know, try to continue to keep and mollify Republicans who might be getting nervous that we are eight eight days versus the White House, which has been very tight-lipped. Uh, you know, the only Democrat really making a lot of efforts on this this in terms of the press has been House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries, really the you know the the last player that has a real role here, right? I mean, in terms of power in in the Capitol, he's not the most powerful guy, right? He's the minority in the House. Um, but interesting to me that he's really the, the only person that Democrats have right now trying to forcefully make the case for their negotiating position. Yeah. Um, and McCarthy seems to relish this back and forth for, you know, and, and this can change every day, any day, um, to be honest with you. If the negotiations go one way or the other, McCarthy might decide to stop talking to the press. One interesting anecdote we picked up on yesterday is Patrick McHenry, the the person who, you know, Anna, I didn't I didn't tell you this off off mic, I guess, but uh, it's gotten some attention in the last couple of days. What he said to us at our event months ago, um, when he said he didn't want to be in leadership because he didn't want to deal with the debt limit. Um, I think about even the most recent funny. event that we had with him, where he basically was he was super bearish on the idea of of even where the negotiations were. I mean, he kind of called yeah. this before before it kind of became reality. Yeah. So anyway, that's that. I thought that was interesting, and you'd enjoy that anecdote. But um, McHenry said yesterday, or has said in the meetings, let's put it that way, uh, that the White House had an error in judgment by not negotiating earlier with McCarthy, um, and he said, you know, that's why your strategy didn't work, and and noted that he was in, they were in the Speaker's office and not in the White House. So I thought that was interesting as well. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. We have some vault coverage by our very own Brendan Peterson looking at mounting default fears and how they are colliding with a shaky economy. He's got an interesting item this morning looking at just all of the pressure points right now on the uh, U.S. economy and how it is in a precarious place when it comes to you know, slowing down inflation, the Federal Reserve, hiking interest rates, um, and just kind of the cons- the concern, particularly when it comes to Democrats, um, of how worried they are about a default um, and how nervous that makes them when it comes to just the overall economy, what it could mean for uh, the world kind of writ large. Yeah, it's it's never a good time to default on the debt. Now is a particularly not good time. Um, uh and I would say um, that uh, uh, Brendan makes makes uh, lays out a good case here that there are a bunch of different um, uh, headwinds here, um, uh, and uh, commercial real estate, and um, a whole host of economic metrics that that indicate that this would be a particularly bad time to mess around with the economy. Um, interestingly enough, this isn't in the AM edition, but we we quoted uh, had a long uh, uh, interview with Pramila Jayapal in yesterday's uh, premium edition, which everyone should subscribe to because you get a lot of news throughout the day. Uh, and she made the case that Wall Street should be harder on House Republicans for doing this. Um, so uh, uh, I, I think that's kind of interesting. And I think that um, uh, Brendan makes a very good point here, which is that it is... We, they, in a lot of people's view, a lot of Democrats' view, they're playing with fire. 
All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. Afghanistan oversight. After a months-long battle with the State Department House Foreign Affairs Committee Chair Michael McCall, the Republican from Texas, finally viewed two key Afghanistan withdrawal documents on Tuesday. Of course, this has been something that Max Cohen has been reporting on for weeks, kind of the back and forth between McCall uh, and the State Department and the State Department basically trying as, as hard as it could to keep uh, the, that uh, that withdrawal document, uh, kind of that 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 cable um, from the House Foreign Affairs Committee, but he, McCall, as well as ranking member Greg Meeks, traveled to Foggy Bottom in order to gain access to this 2021 descent cable. Um, and and they they finally got it. So it's going to be interesting to see, does this, you know, Meeks is saying there's, there's kind of not a lot there to see there, but, you know, does this end this kind of detente between Anthony Blinken and McCall, or does this continue? So... <sighs> I don't think it ends it because he because McCall is the chairman and he wants his entire committee to see it. And he kind of said that it's that it's confirmatory to everything that he thinks about the about the descent cable, which, again, we don't know what the descent cable says. We don't know if it's confirmatory. Uh, Meeks, Greg Meeks, the the ranking member, ranking Democrat of the committee, who actually has a good relationship with McCall, um, said it was a whole it was a whole lot of nothing. I have to imagine that McCall's not going to let this die. He's been overly solicitous, as we've mentioned in past editions, to uh, Anthony Blinken on this issue. And I think uh, this 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 subpoena is still in full effect. And I think he's going to push to have the entire committee view it at some point or another. All right. With that, one quick note. You can join Jake on Tuesday, June 13th at 9 a.m. for a conversation on digital equity and opportunity and news of the day with Representative Steny Hoyer, the Democrat from Maryland. Uh, you can RSVP for that event and join in person or on the live stream at our Punchbowl News events hub on our website at punchbowl.news. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you like The Daily Punch, share it on social media. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can also sign up, as Jake mentioned, for our free morning newsletter. Go a little deeper on everything we talked about this morning at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.